It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. This episode of the Being Beautifully Honest podcast is brought to you by the Skin Unfiltered Club. Join the club where you will be treated with grace and beauty by offering the best in skincare products to keep you glowing all year long. Find out more by going to bit.ly forward slash skin you club. That's skin, the letter U, club. Live life unfiltered. Welcome to the Being Beautifully Honest podcast. On this podcast, you will get the Bible. That stands for business, inspiration, beauty, life, and enjoyment. I'm your host, Elizabeth Jennings. I am the Minister of Beauty and affectionately known as the Eyelashpreneur. I'm a successful beauty business entrepreneur, business strategist, consultant, and on this podcast, in business, we will chat about the good, the bad, and the ugly truths of the business we call beauty and woman entrepreneurship. As a mother, wife, and a pretty fun chick, we discuss topics on inspiration, beauty, life, and enjoyment. Now, let's get into this Bible. Hello, thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the Being Beautifully Honest podcast. Now, I know it has been a hot minute since I have done an episode on the podcast platform, but if you guys are not subscribed to my YouTube channel, I highly suggest that you do subscribe to the Minister of Beauty YouTube channel. I've done videos on my channel. I'm doing some different things with the podcast and I'm doing some of my topics that are not really celebrity related, but regarding things that are in the news, regarding some celebrity and entertainment figures, I should say, and things that are relatable to life and just discussing those things on my Podversations playlist on the Minister of Beauty YouTube channel. So definitely go and check that out. But I am back and I am definitely feeling like this is the opportunity to really begin just sharing my thoughts on things that are going on in life. Because as you all know right now, we've been dealing with this global pandemic, whether you're listening from the United States or another country, We've been dealing with this global pandemic with the coronavirus and COVID-19 that is caused by the coronavirus. And there's just so many things that we're just learning every single day. But what I wanted to discuss was regarding COVID-19 and, you know, is it exposing us? And when I say us, 
I'm talking about just humanity as a whole more than we are being exposed to it. Because you know, right now we're living in a time of self-quarantining and isolation, stay-at-home orders, so many different terms and phrases that are being used around the world and across the country of the United States, which is where I'm located. And there's just so much that's going on. But guys, in this time, it's really been, I feel, exposing us more than we are being exposed to it. And when I say that, I'm not saying that we should not take it seriously and that it's not a big deal. But what I am saying is that even though we're still learning things about this and they're still sharing you know, new updates and new information almost every day, one of the things that I've learned about humanity as a whole over the past several years, not just in the past couple of months since we've been dealing with this, but one of the things that I've learned about humanity as a whole is that people are just are pretty much unclean. And I was someone that I didn't fly until I was, uh, I believe, 30 or 31 years old. It was the first time I ever flew. And it just really opened my eyes to a lot of people that are just really not clean. You go to the restroom in the airport, people are just walking in and walking out. Women, because I'm going to, you know, the the woman's restroom where women are just walking out of the stalls after they've done their business and they have not visited the sink to wash their hands. And that is so disgusting to me. I'm not an OCD person. I'm not even a germaphobe. But what I am is someone that I feel is pretty clean. I don't overdo it and I definitely don't underdo it. But it just disgusts me. You know, there's this thing about men and men not washing their hands when they go to the restroom. And I've seen a lot of that too. <laughs> because years ago when I was a legal assistant, there was this thing. One of the head attorneys in the law firm that I was working in many years ago, he would literally walk out of the restroom as he was zipping up his trousers. He did not wash his hands ever. And it was really disgusting. And we who were the people who were pretty much clean were the ones that tended to get sick the most. So we would always say, well, we know why we get sick because he's the carrier. He's pretty filthy, he doesn't wash his hands. And we who are trying to just, not just do it well, but kind of overdo it because of what he is not doing, we tend to be the ones that would wind up getting sick. So yeah, people are pretty much unclean. So I would always make it my point to make sure I was traveling with the things that I needed to clean my areas where I was flying. Whenever I got on the plane, I had my gloves, I had my Clorox wipes, I was wiping down the hard surfaces of the seat that I was sitting in, the one in front of me, <laughs> sometimes all of the um, seats in front of me if I got in first. And if I had a window seat, I was cleaning all around that window, the shade, all of it because I just wanted to make sure that I was trying my best to prevent anything from happening to me. And then always having hand sanitizer with me and going to the restroom when I do, washing my hands. And yeah, if I sneeze, I'm sneezing into the arm of my, I'm sneezing into my arm, I'm throwing it over my, my arm, over my mouth and I'm sneezing into that area between 
my forearm and my my upper arm and you know I'm not coughing into my hands I'm definitely not coughing with my mouth uncovered and you see a lot of that in the airports and on the plane where people just sneeze and it's just traveling all of that nastiness is just really gross so I see that and then when you hear about how it's just important to make sure you're washing your hands, you're not touching your face, it's nearly impossible to not touch your face, okay? So when you are gonna touch your face, what I would say is just wash your hands right before and then touch your face because you're going to touch your face. It's just not possible to not touch your face at all, okay? But the other things that you see is the selfishness and the hoarding. I mean, think about it. In my business, I was already buying hand sanitizer on a very regular basis because that's the type of stuff that we use consistently and I would try to stock up on it when I was going to buy it. Now, thankfully, I had a good supply of that in my, you know, in my supply cabinets for my business because if it were not for that, then we wouldn't have what we needed. And honestly, hand sanitizer is something that is in the case you cannot wash your hands. So we're always already washing our hands in between our client appointments and those things anyway. But the hand sanitizer was just there. So if we needed to touch something in between as we're servicing a client, we can sanitize our hands before we touch the client's face again. And so to see that all of pretty much hand sanitizer was just wiped out and then you had this story about this guy, I think he bought over 18,000 bottles of hand sanitizer that he was reselling on Amazon. Now he already sold a good bit before Amazon shut him down, but I'm like, why do people do that, especially in times of crisis like this? That is so super selfish. Everybody needs it, and you're trying to capitalize off of the needs of the people when the stores already had it. We didn't need you to go and buy it all and then go and resell it on Amazon for double, triple, quadruple, or whatever the cost of what it normally would cost. Because normally when I buy a bottle of hand sanitizer, I can get a, you know, a very decent size for a dollar. Fat chance of that happening probably ever again because of stuff like this. And then the toilet paper, like <laughs> toilet paper just completely gone, shelves are completely clean of toilet paper. People are just stocking up and hoarding because they feel like they would never be able to get it again. And I you know, had a question and I did a video about this on my YouTube channel and I was like, is the coronavirus toilet paper Armageddon? I didn't understand it because I didn't think that the coronavirus had anything to do with the digestive system, thank God. Um, I've heard a few different stories. Um, it's affecting different people in different ways, but for the most part, it's regarding your respiratory system. It's not regarding your digestive system. So people aren't going back and forth to the toilet where you would need to rack up on toilet paper. So it's crazy, you know, people buying things, selfish, hoarding, you know, and buying the things to resell for higher prices. It's definitely exposing us as a whole and how we operate. And then of course you have the celebrity bullcrap. You have not hating on celebrities, you know, if they've worked to get the things that they've achieved and the wealth and the status and the recognition and all of those things that they have, okay, cool. But the celebrity bullcrap that I could do without and I feel like a lot of people could do without is the kumbaya moments online 
or them showing how they're quarantining, how they're <laughs> self-isolating, how they're you know handling their stay-at-home orders when their stay-at-home orders is like they are in a palatial palace where they have servants and they have a you know probably maybe a mini golf course in their backyard or you know an infinity pool or whatever you know they have and they're showcasing it online because again like i said before i'm not hating on them having the things that they have but the fact that they're showcasing it to you know say like you know stay at home let's stay at home together this is how i'm staying at home okay your home is a mansion and mine is a 2000 square foot house okay cool <laughs> or you know mine may be a 700 square foot apartment whatever it may be a 500 square feet condo in New York City, but we don't really need to see you showcasing your lifestyle during this time. This honestly is the time for them to get out of their pockets and donate to whatever is going to help the people who are, I don't wanna say beneath them, but financially beneath them, absolutely. I am over the celebrities who are raising money <laughs> from the least of these so that they can give it in, let's say, I don't wanna say in honor of those who've passed away, but giving it for research or giving it for medical supplies or giving it for lower income children to have meals. No, you come out of your pocket and you give it. Don't come at us and say, donate to this foundation that I created because a lot of those foundations are fraudulent. A lot of those foundations they utilize for their best interest and it really does not go to help who they're claiming the foundation is representing that's just a fact of the matter that's why you see so many of them now that will have these foundations and then their foundation will have an event raising money for blah 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 instead of them just coming out of their own pocket and giving it it's a freaking tax write-off just do it just do it don't come at us to donate to your cause which is supposed to be helping those who are dealing with or suffering with the coronavirus or affected by it in some way. We don't really need the celebrity bullcrap. And I just feel like that exposes us and how, as a whole, we have the haves and the have-nots. And I'll be honest with you, I sympathize and empathize for those who are completely without and who are homeless and, and all of these things. but. To be honest with you, I really feel like it's the middle who gets squeezed, the middle class who really gets the squeeze because the top, top, top tier, the Jeff Bezos and the Bill Gates and the, you know, whoever's, the Koch brothers and all these other people who are just like exceptionally wealthy and they will never, ever, ever have to have a money issue in their lifetime, they get the help and then the lower tier who are the ones who are maybe on public assistance and look i'm not saying anything against people who are on public assistance because some people really need it but unfortunately there's a lot of people who've taken advantage of the system who really don't need it or they needed it at some point but they've continued to use and abuse the system and then they get by and they get over they're getting the help before the people who are like you and possibly you know you and possibly you and i they get the help before us because the stimulus, it's really, you know, the people who had the, you know, the least earnings that are getting those stimulus checks. 
and then you have the really upper tier who have the companies that really didn't pay much in taxes in the first place who get the SBA small businesses administration assistance to help small businesses first before people like myself who own a small business because a small business is one that is considered to have 500 employees or less. So let's think about it. If you are to the point where you have 500 employees, you best believe, you best believe, and yes, I said best believe, you best believe, not better, you best believe that those businesses are really doing well. Even if they're showing on paper that they're really not doing well, you have to do really well in order to have 500 employees. My God, I only have, what, nine, eight or nine employees at this point, and it is a lot on me. It is a lot. And so when you see things like that, and then you have senators like Rand Paul, he tested positive. And when I heard about him, it said he was swimming in the swimming pool. I guess they have a gym with a swimming pool while he was waiting on his results. Now, first and foremost, now I know that there are a lot of gyms for regular people that have swimming pools. But when I heard that he was swimming in the, the Senate's swimming pool, I was saying, why do they have a swimming pool? Why? And at that point, it was darn near impossible for some people to get tested, but it's, you know, those at the top, those senators, the celebrities, you know, the uber wealthy who were able to just get tested without an issue. And then you have the businesses, you know, that are being closed that are really strapped and a lot of the owners have taking themselves out because it was just too much pressure and too much stress. But you don't really hear about those stories. They're not really talking about those things because unfortunately, in order for a lot of those business owners that are in that type of situation, in order to get help, you have to go through the rigmarole and this you know, lengthy process just to get you know, your, your head above water, hopefully, hopefully you're not to the point where you're just so far gone and you've just sunk in and there's no hope, there's no lifeline. So with this COVID-19, I just feel like it's really exposing us more than we are being exposed to it because I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. I am staying at home per the orders of the governor of my state. I've closed my business locations. We've been closed for several weeks now and I'm not in a position where I could just continue to pay people who are on staff when the business is not bringing in any revenue. That's just not realistic for me because I am the true definition of a small business owner. But I have applied for some government assistance for my business because I do have a legitimate business that has paid taxes, that has employed employees for several, several, several years, um, for the past eight years um, almost. And it's not easy. It's not easy to have employees. And I care about everyone that works in my business, but it's not realistic for me to continue to just pay staff just to 
say I'm still employing people when we're not bringing in any, any revenue? Because that's the other question I have about the pay, I think it's called Paycheck Protection Program, the PPP. All right, if I get this assistance and I am paying people just to have them on my staff, but my business is seen as non-essential and I'm not able to open my business where we can operate and provide services and generate revenue, then who does that really benefit? Does that really benefit my business and the staff? Of course it would benefit the staff because they'll continue to get their money. But if businesses are not able to operate, then how is that going to stimulate the economy? In actuality, the way it looks is that it's just going to stimulate the numbers of the employment rate to make it look like less people are really unemployed and that's not really the truth. So again, I ask who does that really benefit? Does that benefit the government? Does it benefit the president's administration? And so that he doesn't look like he's just had these horrible unemployment figures. I don't know. I'm just saying what it appears like to me. I could be wrong, but I feel like I am right. I'm not an accountant. I am not someone who specializes in the economy or you know, unemployment system and all of those different things. But I just know what I know as a small business owner and I see what I see. And so I get it. This is a pandemic, global pandemic one that the majority of us who are alive have never experienced in our lifetime. Some of you may have experienced the Great Depression. I experienced the Great Recession of 2008, 2009, and then things started to you know, gradually go up over time, and thankfully we got out of that situation. But this has definitely been a time of exposure of who we really are as a whole. And I feel like it's definitely exposing us more than we're being exposed to it. So I would love to know what you guys think. You can definitely leave a comment. Please leave a review for the podcast wherever you are listening. And I really appreciate you listening to this episode and sharing it with someone that you know, like, and care about. I am the Minister of Beauty. And I'm here to share the Bible that's business, inspiration, beauty, life, and enjoyment. Today is a life topic and it is really real. So you don't have to agree with me, but I just thank you for listening to me. And until the next episode, I hope you all have an amazingly blessed and beautiful day. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the Being Beautifully Honest podcast. It means so much to me that you're here. You can find out more about me at theministerofbeauty.com and you can walk with me on my journey of sharing the Bible on Instagram at theministerofbeauty, on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash beautyminister. And you can check out my amazing eyelash products at temptinglashes.com. And be sure to check out the skincare website The skincare line is Inez Elizabeth Beauty, and I started this skincare line a couple of years ago in 2017, and I just recently rebranded the skincare line in 2019 as a dedication to my mother and a memorial to my grandmother who since passed away, both of whom are named Inez Elizabeth. This line is the perfect combination of organic and clinical-based products to give your skin a rebirthing experience. So go and check out the products at bit.ly forward slash I-E-B skin. And that's I as in Inez, E as in Elizabeth, and B as in beauty. 
And be sure to put in the code PERFECT10 to get 10% off of your first order. And don't forget to get your business inspiration and beauty inspired t-shirts. Check out the collection at bit.ly forward slash M-O-Beauty-Tees and that's T-E-E-S. And until the next episode, I hope you all have an amazingly blessed and beautiful day. A new year full of surprises. But one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups. Automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code program.